We believe Carolina basketball, Graham Bunn, former D1 point guard, uh, diehard Carolina Tar Heel fan. Got my brother, Zach Talitsky, all-around good guy, UNC alum, and kind of my soundboard for all things, my frustrations with Carolina basketball over the last few years. Charleston Southern, uh, we did the preview show yesterday, and I messed up the first show. This is the second attempt to do this show, so so we're learning, but... Yeah, no, no surprises. I didn't think in the Charleston Southern game. Any takeaways for you? Uh, no, no surprises. I think uh, the team did everything you'd want to see them do. Um, I thought RJ came out and set the tone early um, and wouldn't let us coast into the game, which I, I think showed great leadership, which he continues to do. Um, the bench was great. We talked about that on the last show, wanting to see these guys come in against uh, an overmatched team and really use their minutes and and show Hubert they deserve to keep getting minutes during the ACC schedule. And I think they did that. Um, I like some of the moves you know, Hubert made to, to press, um, make sure that we were keeping the intensity high and, and putting defensive pressure on them. Um, I thought, you know, overall, it was just exactly what you'd want to see. Yeah, one of the things that stands out, and I know you and I are both high on him, but it's it's kind of untapped potential at this moment in time. Uh, again, it's early, um, even though we're almost halfway through the season, which is crazy to me. But we'll 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 touch on the bench just a little bit. R.J. Davis, incredible. I love him. He's quickly becoming one of my favorite Carolina Tar Heels of all time, and uh, that's saying a lot. There's there's a lot of wonderful Carolina basketball players, but. I think in order right now, keys to our team taking that next step forward, uh, Washington and Withers, you know, you and I have talked about it, not at great length, but we wanted to see more from them. I'd love to touch on those two players, uh, their contributions in that game. Now, again, across the board, I'm not saying there's not talent in mid-majors, but if you take the mean average player and skill talent and, you know, I guess, ceiling of a player, Carolina ceiling across the board should be higher than Charleston Southern. So it, it was expected that they play well, but I'd love to touch on what you felt those two guys did well. And if you feel like, cause I, you know, I don't want to speak for you that if we can get that from them in conference play or in big games down the stretch in March, where we'll be as a team. Yeah. I mean, I think we, we need to go at least eight deep, you know, and those eight would be, uh, Seth and Jalen and and uh, Washington and and um, you know they 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 all three played very well. Um, maybe the best game that the three of them combined have played yet. Um, obviously Washington leading the way with 17, which I think is his career high. You know he came in right off the bat and had a couple of offensive rebounds and was really aggressive and um, and of course you know made some some threes as well. Yeah, the pick um, and pop. The pick and pop. Obviously, that's not something. And I know he took some threes last night. And I know Baycott has hit some threes, but I honestly think that Jalen um, can can shoot that, can step outside and and be comfortable doing that. I don't think Baycott's really that comfortable doing that. Yeah, and, and then you, you do that high pick and roll with RJ, and then you get RJ going downhill. Um, you know, that's really tough, especially if if Jalen's gonna um, pop out there. Um, yeah. So, and also like that that. Uh, Hubert played Washington and, and Baycott together. I think we may need that later in the season against some larger teams. Um, this is a great game to experiment with it. I don't know if they've been on the floor together yet uh, this year. I can't remember it. Yeah. Um, and so they got some extended minutes on the floor together, and 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 it looked looked good. So uh, hopefully we'll see more of that going forward. Yeah, it's always nice, you know, to have that in your back pocket if needed. Let's say we're getting eaten alive on the boards want to mix it up, uh, want to create some mismatch, even offensively, you know, playing 
Washington at the four. Uh, it's nice to be able to go to that knowing it won't be the first time that's ever happened. And, and hopefully they're doing some of that, and I would imagine they are in practice. But I liked it too. And, and I think when we play some of these teams that especially, and we'll talk a little bit about it, especially when you play teams in domes and the backboard becomes a bigger asset, having a bigger lineup to be able to get offensive rebounds because maybe your shooting percentages dip a little bit when you're playing in a, a big dome. That's going to be a good thing that might pay dividends down the road for us, which is kind of like a small thing that most people might not notice. And I think Jalen really could be uh, our best wing defender, if not our best perimeter defender. Um, yeah, withers. You, yeah, you, for sure. Yeah, I think you texted me during the game like that's the role he needs to to morph into. Now, if he can make an occasional three two, and mm-hmm. yeah, that great dunk where he's her cut baseline, um, very yeah. athletic finisher, which is great to see. So. If he could really be a 3-and-D guy and embrace that role, um, heck, even just a D guy with an occasional three, I'd take it. Um, yeah, I, he, I mean, I think he's – any turnovers, which which is good. He's been a little loose with the ball and, and yeah. careless. He didn't foul time. anybody shooting a three. Well, that that's a, that's a win, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, was me, killing me, me, message, message sent, hopefully. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, yeah, and again, shout out R.J. Davis. I think he dropped it off to Withers when he put his head in the rim. 2010-5, I think I saw a stat where no Carolina point guard had ever had that stat line. So, uh, ridiculously good. I would imagine he and P.J. Hall are the front runners for ACC Player of the Year. And, yeah, you can't say enough nice things about R.J. Davis. We could do every show talking about how good R.J. Davis is. But I did think Washington and Withers, I'm, I've all been on board on Trimble. Uh, you know, I've he's already already put my mind at ease. I love when he's on the floor. I don't know if Trimble and Cadeau is a great – mesh uh backcourt wise you know, i think tremble is better with rj but he's he's great for us uh and i loved seeing what we got out of washington and withers last night I, you asked for it we got it i feel much more comfortable going into the pit game feeling like okay they've got some confidence we'll be able to put them on the floor and they'll be productive in the minutes that they give yeah 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 that pairing's interesting in the backcourt it feels like they need um the wing shooter with them. I can't remember who's on the floor with them, but uh, Ingram was on the floor last night with them, which is fine. I mean, he shot yeah. the ball well. Um, you know, I I just with RJ on the floor with either one of Cadeau and Trimble, and then you also have the wing shooter. I feel like it's it, it's a non-issue then. Now, you know, yeah. maybe defensively we get better when RJ's not there and it's Trimble and 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 someone else. I, I, that I don't know. I'd have to look up stats and stuff, but. Uh, I love Trimble. I, I think that he's going to be a much larger con- contributor than most people thought going into the season. I think he's proved that through the season. So I'm sold on him. I, I'm coming around on Withers, and I'm coming around on Washington because you, you're getting me there. And and you know, I just I wanted to see it. We saw it, and and Pitt's going to be a big test on the road in a very hostile environment in the zoo. I guess is what they call it. You you and I were discussing it a little bit earlier. You learn a lot about your team when you get into hostile environments, and this is going to be one of them, would you say they were, they're 0-2 in the league already, so they're going to be ready for the game? Yeah, 0-2. They lost to Syracuse today, uh, so they're going to be hungry. Uh, we're going to get their best shot, um, so we're going to have to definitely step up and match their intensity if we want to win this game. Yeah, one of the things that I'm actively looking forward to, and you know, maybe you can you can jump on this, is that there's a lot of tape on R.J. Davis now. You know, I think there it's no secret that – when RJ plays well and he's been playing well all year, 
we traditionally play well. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing some of the adjustments that Hubert Davis does because once you get into conference, for the most part, there are no secrets. You know, people have your sets. People know your tendencies. People know your likes, your weaknesses. They target that, and depending on how much they prepare, it's really, really evident. Now, if I'm playing Carolina, I'm saying, okay, we got to limit R.J. Davis's looks. So I'm doubling the pick and roll every time, getting the ball out of his hands, et cetera, et cetera. I'm looking forward to seeing how Hubert handles that because I think it's R.J.'s team, and I think if R.J. – I don't know if we can survive a 3-for-20 game out of R.J. I just don't think we can win games like that. Like, he's that important to our team. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see when you get in the ACC with some pretty long defenders, um, what other teams try to do and what they throw at him. Um, you know, I think we're we're better equipped to handle it this year. I think we've got uh, more answers, uh, certainly on the perimeter uh, with Ingram and 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 Cormac um, to take some pressure off. Um, and obviously, you can throw the ball down to to Baycott, hopefully too. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I do think uh, you can't totally focus on him, and I think the fact that he he really is a three level scorer makes it hard. Like you can't just run him off the three point line and shut him down. Right. I mean, he's comfortable from the mid range; he can get get to the hoop. And of course, he's a great free throw shooter, and so he's going to be tough to take away completely. Um, you know, unless somebody has just a great wing defender and they they run two guys at him. But but it'll be interesting to watch for sure, and hopefully, you know, we're we're ready for it. Yeah, over the years. Carolina famous for the secondary break. This is where I gain a little bit of confidence in. If someone scouts RJ and knows the box sets, and when I was at App State, played in the Carolina system, we ran the box series. So I, I you know, I, I see the sets that are setting up in the half court. But that secondary break, having a guy, and I'm, I'm not throwing shade at Caleb, but having a guy like Cadeau who's actively looking to, you know, beat his man, draw one and kick, kind of create for other wings. It's nice to see RJ being able to play off the ball and still get looks. You know, there were times last year where, you know, Caleb, maybe he beats his man. It wasn't a driving kick type of situation. He's, his mentality was a score, and I think RJ's really, really benefiting from playing in the backcourt with someone that has no problem and, and gains a lot of confidence at creating good, shooks, good shots and good looks for other players, especially our best shooter and one of the best shooters in the country in RJ Davis. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think Hubert says uh, he's not an off-the-ball guard you know, because he still creates a lot for himself and for others. But I think you're relieving him the, of the pressure of having to run the offense and get other people involved um, has, has been huge for him this year. So, so yeah, totally agree. All right, keys to the game. Um, Charleston Southern put that to bed. Everybody did what we asked for. Called the century mark. We called the 100. Let's, let's call some some keys to the game for Pitt. It is on the road. I would imagine it's going to be a hostile environment. You don't necessarily, for the most part, traditionally shoot as well as you do on the road, so you got to do some different things. I think Baycott will play a bigger role than he does at home because I think it's it's going to be a little bit more challenging on the perimeter players. Got to get to the line. What stands out in your mind? We're rolling into Pittsburgh. It's going to be a Tuesday night, uh, 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and then 4 o'clock here on the – the West Coast, I'm going to be dialed in. I hope that game is on the ACC network. I'm not sure if it is. No, it's on ESPN. All right, Tuesday night, ESPN. It's going to be a big-time game. Elliot Cadeau's a freshman, first true ACC road game starting. You know, what are you thinking? 
Yeah, I think we have to match the intensity and the physicality. And, you know, it's I think it's going to be the little things. I think it's going to be hustle and loose balls and rebounding. And, um, you know, those, that's how those games ended up playing out last year. We obviously lost twice uh, by three points total. Um, they really took our, our tournament spot because of those two games. Um, yeah, I need this game because of that. I need this. Yeah, yeah. And so I think, you know, that's what I'm looking for is the defensive intensity, the rebounding intensity, loose balls. Um, you know, it's probably not going to be a pretty game. I don't expect us to necessarily shoot the ball, you know, the way we have all season. And so can we do the other things that we need to do to grind out a tough, you know, road victory and show the mental toughness that that we're going to need to, to, you know, win the ACC if that's what we want to do. That's definitely what I want to do. Uh, I don't it's know. Been it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been too long. Do you know uh, offhand? I'm just curious, and this this is kind of totally offhand. But do you know what Carmack Ryan's shooting from the field these days, and specifically from three? Do you have any uh, any clue? Do you have those stats up? Uh, no, but um, okay. I, can, I can pull it up. I would love to see, and I'll, I'll do some research after this uh, because I have some time. Good luck to your Georgia Bulldogs today. I know you're getting ready to go watch the dogs play and uh, Georgia native. So I hope you guys do well. I mean, they are playing Florida State. And basically, this might be, I don't know how, how long it takes. This might be the last Florida State ACC football game they ever play. <laughs> and I don't blame them. Like, uh, not making the college playoff, even though, uh, you know, I think if TCU had had a better national appearance last year i think florida state gets in this year but you know conversation for a different time all right carmack ryan 29 percent from three yeah see that it's bothering it's bothering me a lot and again it's not a small sample size we're almost halfway through the season 29 from three and he's not getting these aren't like he's dribbling up off ball screen and pulling up off the bounce he's getting kick out threes from doubles on baycott you know drive and kick like he's getting really good looks and we just we're not going to be as successful as I think I want us to be. Obviously, I want to win the Natty. I think everybody loves their team. And they want their team to win the national championship. But I think we get into a very good position to make a deep run uh, in the ACC, in the ACC tournament, and then full on into the national tournament. If he can get that up to 38%, he's a fifth-year senior and he's a shooter. I don't get it. Yeah, he's uh, 18 of 62. Um, so second most three-point attempts on the team after RJ. Um yeah, I, I have to believe he's going to regress to the mean in a positive way and start yeah. shooting the ball better. Um, obviously, that that takes us to a whole nother level, right? I mean, because um, mm-hmm. then we've got we really, need it. Yeah, we need yeah. it. Yeah, he's, and to, I, you, to your he's question, got like hundred some starts. Yeah, yeah. People start shading towards RJ or sending two at him. Yeah, he's going to get even more open looks, and so you know it's going to be critical uh, that he knocks those down. So, yeah, we yeah we need it. You know he plays he plays pretty good perimeter defense though. I you know to say something yeah. positive he, he's he's surprised me. He stays in front of people pretty well. He's like pretty long. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so so you know if he starts making those open threes, it's it's going to be a huge bonus. Yeah. I mean I don't know what people are seeing on tape, but they he has been targeted several games where you know they're they're four round one. They're pulling his man out with the pick and roll or just giving a clear out. And it's kind of like he's on an island. And I, you know, I gotta give him his due too. I I, I love him. I, I don't think we're a national contender without him playing well. Uh, I just feel like that's what we need most from him is shooting almost 40% from three. Like we need that. I, I don't need him to be leaky black on the on the defensive end. That'd be great. 
as long as he's given the effort that he does give, I think that's that's amazing. But I have seen him sit down in a chair, you know, have a guy go at him, he stop him, and then you know, clap and pump himself up. Like I, I think he knows he's been targeted in some cases, and he's definitely shown up and and put his best foot forward defensively. So you're you're right on the money with that one. I just need him to shoot better because I think we're a different team when the wings help and are a little bit more efficient from three. Uh, for you know, I think Baycott to start to really flourish and be somewhat the player that he he was uh, throughout his career. Yeah, and I think it's coming. Um, and for the record, Florida State got robbed. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just wrong in the in the history of college football. Yeah, yeah I don't think this has really happened before, and um, I think it's a terrible decision by the committee. Uh, I think they deserve to play in that game. Uh, who do you so take? Who do you I, take I feel, out? Who do you take out though? Uh, I take out Alabama. Texas. You taking out Alabama? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, if you want the four best teams in there, if that's the argument, uh, then Georgia should be in. There's no yeah. doubt in my mind. Georgia is one of the four best teams. I say that as a Georgia fan, so I'm biased. Yeah. Yeah. I was so, say, who do you who do you pull for? Yeah. So uh, you, you know, so so they didn't do that. They weren't consistent. Right. If that was the criteria, I don't think they put the right. four best teams in. Um, and so then if you put the four most deserving teams in, um, uh, or the four most deserving conference champions, then I think you have to leave, you know, Alabama out. Um, so, you know, again, they, I think they felt like they couldn't do it because it's the SEC champion, which I understand, but, mm-hmm. uh, so I feel do you think, do you think TCU's that. performance in the Natty last year had anything to do with the selection committee's choice to leave out a team that lost their starting quarterback? No, no, I, I don't. I, I think um, I think losing their starting quarterback gave the committee, you know, an excuse and cover mm-hmm. for leaving Florida State, Florida State out. But you know, Florida State played the ACC championship game with their third string quarterback. They're going to get their their backup back, you know, for uh, for the game tomorrow. Um, had they gotten in, and you know, heck, there's been teams win the Super Bowl with their backup quarterback. And I know it's a little bit different, but I mean, that's what college football should be about. You know, it's Cardell Jones playing for Ohio State and winning, and um, and uh, you know he was, third, he was third string. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah. so it's 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 a little bit like uh, you know you deserve the chance, and I think college athletics should be about rewarding you know a perfect season uh, like that. And I, I think it's just really unfair to those players. I think it's really unfair to the coaches and, and to that fan base. And so I, I feel really bad for Florida State. Yeah, give me the and and we'll we'll end it because obviously this is not a football podcast, but still kind of cool to Could talk be. about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, give me your prediction for the college playoff, the college football playoff, the winners, because I think uh, I think Alabama's going to beat Michigan. Yeah, uh, I do too. Which which you're um, like, uh, I would take out Alabama, and I'm like, well, I think Alabama's going to beat Michigan, so like that's tough. Yeah, no, if you said who who are the four best teams, I would put Alabama in. If it was the four okay. most deserving teams, then I would put uh, you know Florida State in. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be um, Alabama and Texas. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, I think that if I had to pick the final, it would be that. But and I, think Georgia, I think if Alabama Georgia was in, year? they would they – would, uh, yeah, they, they beat them on the road. Um, so, yeah. that would be an interesting rematch. Yeah, that'll be good. All right. Well, hopefully the heels perform. Uh, our next show, we will try to get on here and and we'll do you know a small little little preview show if we got time. But we'll definitely be doing a recap show of their performance, and hopefully it's going to be a good one in the zoo. 
at Pittsburgh Tuesday night, 7 o'clock tip-off uh, Eastern Standard Time, 4 o'clock here on the West Coast. If you guys uh, happen to see this, follow our Instagram. We're starting that up. We're put some Carolina content on there. Zach, I appreciate you, brother. Go Heels. Go Heels. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.